You are listening to Youth Voice Alaska. Today, we're introducing a new series, Onward, where we share stories from youth about overcoming and dealing with challenges. This is a production of StoryWorks, Say It, and the Alaska Teen Media Institute. I'm Taylor Heckert. And I'm Anna Wen. And we're members of Say It, which is StoryWorks Alaska's youth team. In our previous series, we dealt with bullying, what it is, how to recognize it, and what you can do to stop it. In this new series, we'll have four podcasts, Moving On, Finding Family, Getting By, and Seeking Help. We hope the stories we share in this series will help young people know they are not alone and that things do get better. This first installment is Moving On, and the stories you'll hear are from students in Anchorage, Alaska, who face difficult situations and are now moving on to new endeavors. Let's hear from Conan, who worked through harsh criticism to find his passion. So my story starts off me in first grade at Bayshore Elementary. And my mom knows about this thing called holiday choir. A holiday choir is when a bunch of first through fourth graders go to like multiple places and sing Christmas carols. And she forces me into that. I'm not really into that. I wasn't really into that type of stuff because I was more like a sporty type of guy. I like to play football, tennis, soccer, etc. And this was more like my brother's thing. So I, I didn't really feel it. I just didn't even try on the first day. But then after a week, I started like getting to the groove of things and like actually try, started trying to sing. So then I decided to like go on with it until the, um, the start of fourth grade. Fourth grade was when I got my first vocal lesson teacher. When, um, so basically it was like an assessment for like singing. Like when I went in, I had to sing for her like scales and stuff. And at the end of the lesson, she told me I should stop singing and that like, um, I was this. She basically told me I sucked and that I was tone deaf. And as a fourth grader, I was, I didn't take this stuff like kindly because usually I'm told to stop doing things when like I'm doing something wrong, like when I'm talking too much or playing too much games when I should be studying. But this was a different story. This hurt me a lot. So, and I held on to it. So I decided not to do anything with my vocal cords in fourth grade. And then in sixth grade, I chose the cello for an orchestra because choir wasn't a thing. I probably wouldn't have chosen choir because of that no from my vocal lesson teacher. And my friends were doing it. But then seventh grade came around. Choir, uh, I saw, was an elective. <clears throat> but that, that rejection from my, like, vocal t teacher kept like repeating in my head like a bad song on shuffle in my playlist. I just couldn't get it out of my head. So I decided to stick with orchestra. The cello was fun, but it wasn't, it was like something, it was like something forced, I guess, but not like on anyone's part, just mine. And singing was more, more of a passion to me, but I was still just discouraged by my vocal lesson teacher. So I did orchestra throughout eighth grade. And then ninth grade comes along. My brother introduces me to Glee Club. 
Glee Club is um, a club where multiple people, like multiple people in like groups, sing around uh, multiple places, like holiday choir, but um, not just Christmas carols, like various songs from various artists. So then, uh, we have to audition for it. That made me really, really nervous because I'm not self, I'm not very self-confident in myself. So. I'm like filled with anxiety, nervousness, anticipation, and audition day comes up. There's like, we're in the choir room, just waiting to go up and sing in front of like 20 people. And then I just, I decide to sing Say You Won't Let Go by James Arthur. And um, when I get up on stage, I'm not on stage in front of everyone. I introduce myself. I just let go. I let go of all the negativity, all of the rejections, all of the things that people have said about my voice. I just sing. I don't let anyone's opinion matter to me at that moment. And then when I'm done, all this comes back to me. I'm like filled with anxiety. But then the same day, they tell me I got into Glee Club. One of the, um, I was so happy because I was finally able to use my voice without anyone telling me that I shouldn't be using it. And then I decided to quit orchestra second semester and then join an upperclassman choir. And it was concert choir. And to remind you, I was a freshman, so I was kind of impressed with myself. <laughs> and then at the end of ninth grade, swing choir edition comes up. Like swing choir is like the best of the best um, at Diamond and for like your section, like tenors, basses, etc. So like I want to do this, but I'm not really. I'm still not like totally comfortable with my voice and using it. So I contemplate it for like a week or two, and then I decide to do it. I grab the music from the choir room. And then I practiced it for like over a month. And then audition day comes up. There's like a whole line of people waiting outside the choir room. And we're supposed to sing like quartets. So everyone's like coming out, telling me how like hard it is, how nervous they were, and like how intimidating it was. And like I start to feel like burdened, I guess, because um all of this negativity is just getting to me. But then when I go in, I just sing like I'm by myself and I just I just <laughs> just use my voice for with everything I got because like this is swing choir. This is what I'm gonna be doing next year. This is my passion. This is the thing I want to do, not what my parents or anyone else wants me to do. So then like a day after Swing Choir Audition comes up. I mean, the results come up. It's posted on the choir room um, door. My friend and I run up there to see um, the results. I find my name under the tenor list. I got into Swing Choir. That was one of the best moments in my life because I wasn't just some fourth grader now who couldn't use his voice and like didn't know any of the notes. I was a 10th grader who knew what he was doing and knew that I was good enough to be like one of the best singers at Diamond. And so like, 
do this. I didn't, I didn't let anyone's perception of me get to me because I was my only critic to my own singing career. And yeah, thank you. Thank you, Conan, for sharing your inspiring story and for reminding us that one person's opinion does not define us. Next, we have Emma, who faces new and unexpected situations at a wrestling tournament. So, one of the most stressful situations that I face in my life, on a pretty consistent basis, is figuring out what music to play when someone asks me to be in charge of music in the car. Now, I know that my music taste is not for everyone, and even if I'm playing for my family or my friends, I feel like I'm going to be judged. And one of these occasions was really memorable, and that was last year when I was on a wrestling trip out to Glen Allen, and we were in the car driving to Glen Allen. Now, at this point, I had been wrestling for three years, and then the transition between middle school wrestling and high school wrestling was really hard for me. The practices were a lot more intense. I had to diet, which I'd never done before. And I was one of only three girls on the wrestling team. And being who I was at the time and being a freshman, I was very not socially confident. And I had a lot of anxieties when it came to social interaction. And that didn't help given the ratio between boys and girls. And so I remember the night before the tournament, I was sitting on my couch and I was crying. And I, because I didn't want to go to this tournament, I didn't want to have to spend six hours in a car with a bunch of boys who I didn't know how to talk to. I didn't want to have to spend the night with them in a school and then spend two days with them at a tournament with nothing to do but sit and wait in anxiety for our matches. I was terrified. And my mom sat down next to me and she was like, you know, you're here to wrestle. Like, Making friends is great, but like remember to focus on the sport and put your anxieties towards the sport rather towards the social aspect. And that actually like really helped me and it got me through the night. I packed my stuff, I got as much sleep as I could and I woke up super early the next morning in order to get to West on time. And so we got here and we all divided into separate cars. Um, we were carpooling there. And the people, we didn't get to choose who, were, who was in our car. And the people in my car, I didn't hate them, but it was really hard to like them sometimes. And they were kind of, that's, that's, that's all I'm gonna say. Um, and I was kind of like, oh my gosh, I have to spend six hours with these people. Um, and, and so because I was a girl, my coach who was driving the car made me sit in the front seat because he didn't want anything suspicious going on in the back seat. And I was like, wow, I feel so empowered right now. <laughs> and, um, and so when I got into the front seat, I was like, oh my God, he's going to ask me to play my music. And as I've stated before, my music is not, I'm not very confident about it. And I know especially it's not a very wrestling type beat. Um, and so sure enough, we stop at a gas station and he's like, hey, like, play your music. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. And he's like, play your music. I just need to stay awake. I've been up since like 4.30. I'm like, okay. So we start driving and I play my music. And one of the guys from the back seat is like, with this music, you sound like you'd end up with a guy who doesn't shower. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, 
like that comment stuck with me and like it was like that was one of the reasons I didn't want to play my music because I didn't want to be judged and so I was looking out the window and I was thinking about this comment and I was like oh my god they all hate me and the wheels started to feel like they were falling off the car and I look at my coach and he looks back at me and we're both like what and I look over to the inbound side of the highway and cars are driving into the, driving off the side of the road. And I look up and the light poles are swaying and my coach and I realize this at the same time and we're like, earthquake. And that was when the 7.0 earthquake hit and we had two weeks off of school. And I was on the road with a bunch of boys who I didn't know on my way to a wrestling tournament. And so we were stranded in Palmer, basically, because we had just passed the Mirror Lake Bridge and the Mirror Lake Bridge collapsed. Um, so we were stranded in Palmer. It was like 8 a.m. Uh, we were all outside of our cars and we were trying to figure out what to do. And it as it turned out, our coach has a friend who um, owned a gym that we could stay at and wait until the highway reopened. And so we went to the gym and we kind of unpacked all our stuff like, you know, we were planning to spend the night out there. So we had like a bunch of food. We had sleeping bags. We were all like on Netflix. We were like charging our phones. And like I was like starting to enjoy myself. Like once I got to like interact with these guys and the other girls on my team, I realized that like they weren't that scary as I had thought they were. And, um, and there was one time during the, we were at the gym for about eight hours where our coach sent us out to go get sustainable lunch food from Fred Meyers, uh, which did not happen. I bought three boxes of Cheez-Its. There was like a two pound bag of Sour Patch Kids involved and like a liter of Dr. Pepper. But like I was having a really good time and I did not expect to go into this tournament uh, to even wrestle well, let alone like have t good times with the people who I were so like almost afraid of. Uh, and during this whole day that I was out at the gym when the, the, the lights were off and like because the power was out and it was cold and we were all huddled in sleeping bags and just messing around, uh, my dad texted me and he asked me if I wanted my grandmother who lived out in Palmer to pick me up and uh, stay at her house because he knew about like my anxieties about the trip beforehand. And I said, no. And after those long hours at the gym and we were driving back and we were still eating, um, I didn't care what people thought of my music on the way home. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story, Emma and showing us how to make the best of uncomfortable situations, and that sometimes working through a situation can lead to tremendous growth. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Finding Family, the second installment in Onward from Youth Voice Alaska. This is Taylor Hecker and Anna Wen from Say It with our producer Cody Liska from Alaska Teen Media. Our music is by Charlotte Severin, and a big thank you to the Alaska State Council on the Arts and StoryWorks Alaska.